What do plants need to grow? Soil, sunlight, and water. The real question, what do you need to grow? Hi, Ed. This is Tech. Real talk, real teachers, real tech leaders, and concrete next steps for upskilling your career. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Hi, Ed. This is Tech. I'm your host, Anna. And as always, I'm joined by Rob. Rob, can you say hello? Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining. And so I'm really excited for today's conversation because it's all about customer success, which we know is huge with transitioning teachers. And I, myself as a marketer, don't actually know that much much about customer success. So I'm really happy we have an expert on to join us. But first, I wanted to introduce our transitioning teacher, Eileen Snover. She's a former instructor who's now taken steps towards becoming a customer success leader. She's working as a customer success consultant with the Preceptor Connectors, which is a great program for transitioning teachers. And she's super active on LinkedIn. And I always love seeing her content out there. So Eileen, I'm so thankful that you could join us. Awesome. And then Rob, do you want to introduce Sam for us? Yes, absolutely. So very excited to have Sam Moravati joining us uh, from Slack. Uh, background on Sam. Sam is actually my best friend. We we go way back to high school, grew up together. I've seen Sam uh, grow in the industry through multiple tech companies like LinkedIn, now Slack, in different types of customer success roles, leadership roles for CS. Um, Really unique background on this is that Sam's actually not from EdTech. He's in tech, LinkedIn, Slack, like I mentioned. And we really think he's going to be able to bring some different perspectives on his end of what he looks for in in someone for CS. So let me turn it over to Sam. If you want to introduce yourself, give a deeper background. The floor is yours. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, again, my name is Sam Moravati. Rob says we're best friends. That's questionable at times. Um, don't, Usually don't by me. Usually by me. Yeah, yeah. And sure, sure. Uh, whatever, whatever you think. But yeah, um, I've been in uh, in tech and customer success for, I guess, over a decade now. It sounds sounds uh, like I'm aging myself here. But um, yeah, I, as Rob said, LinkedIn, a bunch of different um, artificial intelligence and machine learning organizations in between my time at LinkedIn and now at Slack, um, bought by Salesforce or Salesforce division now, um, recently, but I've been there for, for four years, uh, very different roles, change management, um, consulting within CS, um, advisory, uh, leadership management, um, starting a CS organization. So, I'm looking forward to the conversation and answering any questions and tips and tricks that I can uh, help with. So before we get into the formal interview questions, I wanted to ask if you're doing customer success at Slack, are you slacking your customers or emailing them when you check in? What's email? (laughs) Uh, What response? (laughs) We are uh, in a digital first world. Um, Everything is digital. So, Yes, we can email on the go. Slack is just so much better um, it's, as an efficiency tool. And again, there's other competitors out there. Call it the um, digital workspace in itself. Right, Slack is just one of them. And email is just so. Email hasn't changed. Right, email hasn't changed in forty, fifty years. Whenever it came out, and it's the same email that our like grandparents started using whenever it, it came out back then. Right, so. 
Um, no, we don't email. Um, my If you actually email me, you'll get an auto response back that says, I don't check my email. And if you want a response, send me a Slack message and it actually gives you a way to Slack me, even if you're not on Slack. Um, do we actually check our emails? Sure. It's probably like, no joke, two or three times a week, if that, only because calendar invites get sent <laughs> to email still, um, also in Slack. But um, no, we don't communicate with customers on email unless they have a mandate to not use Slack for some reason, but then why are they customers? Um, it's happened few and far between while they're getting launched, as we call it, into Slack um, and getting ready. But yeah, once they're customers and once we're like onboarded and getting things in motion, uh, Slack is the way to get a hold of us. Love it. So, by the way, I've, I've always thought Slack could be very impactful in education. Thinking about communicating with other teachers around the school, around the district, sharing resources, things like that. Um, yeah. I've always been an advocate of of Slack uh, having an impact for school staff. Yeah, we so do yeah. want to check out Slack as a school educator. Um, give it a look. Um, give it a look. We actually have a, a full division in Slack for we call it EDU, um, educational based. So yeah, there's um, colleges, universities, um, districts that are using Slack exactly as you mentioned, Rob, for communication amongst administrators, amongst teachers, um, different, even students. Um, some organizations, especially universities are, are purchasing it for their students as, uh, one of the benefits of being a student there and you know, curriculum being shared versus, um, again, we use the word email, like they put it all in Slack. It's all in a channel. There's no misses along the lines of the professors or the te teachers or, you know, anyone knowing, uh, what's happening. And it's just a unified communication tool. Um, and that's that's the biggest key to making things better, faster, and more efficient in, in this world and whatever facet it might be, even in education. And speaking of being a part of that, I really wanted to bring Eileen into the conversation. So Eileen, you're a former instructor, and now you're really passionate about getting a career in customer success. And I'm always curious, talking with transitioning teachers, like what is driving them toward that next step in their career and, and why they're choosing that particular career path. So Eileen, could you tell us like a little bit more about your sure, background um, and where it is you really want to go and why? Of education. And my uh, area of special uh, speciality is working with English language learners. And I've had the awesome privilege of working with students from just about every continent on the planet and all kinds of cultures and language backgrounds. and um, but I want to just expand that impact. Um, even though I love working with the kids, um, I know I can, uh, potentially impact even greater numbers of people by moving into that next step. And it's all about, for me, the, the big connection that I see between what I already do and the, the CS role is the coaching and leading aspect of it, the relationship building. Um, that's really what's drawn me to see us is that piece. Yeah. And is there like a type of company you're interested in working in particular? Like what does that company look like for you to want to take on I a CS role really there? strongly moved by um, positive impact in 
um, more like the educational realm still. So I would say ed tech, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be because as I was sharing, um, you know, some of my strengths is because of that background working with non-native, um, non-native English speakers, um, I have the ability to simplify <laughs> otherwise complicated and difficult concepts. Um, and I think the next big move that we're going to see is acknowledgement of the B2C role, uh, acknowledgement of the um, average reading comprehension. So a lot of information that goes out to our end consumer or end user is not really written in an easily um, understandable way. Um, and then we don't also acknowledge the huge impact that um, non-native speakers have on our population as well. I mean, if you look at statistics, there's about 25% uh, of homes speak a language other than English or in addition to English. And I don't see a lot of acknowledgement of that as far as information that gets passed from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like now to bring Sam into this conversation, like when you, you're obviously in CS, right? So what have been the biggest areas that you've really had to grow to be an effective CS leader? And what were maybe some of the more challenging things to learn? Um, so taking a step back to answer that full, um, there's no real like CS program, right? Like I didn't go to college for CS. Yeah. Uh, I, I was an accounting major and finance major. I worked in finance for a number of years. Um, I transitioned into HR and recruiting. And um, from there, basically fell into customer success without knowing it was customer success. Um, again, I mentioned LinkedIn before, and I got hired to train when you use the word train, it was to uh, enable customers to use the product, right? And talking the talk and walking the walk of being the subject matter expert was who they were hiring. Um, so I'd been a strong LinkedIn recruiter at the time. It's a, a tool that they sell. And that's who they were hiring to build this program out. So um, to answer that question um, specifically, and it's, uh, I had to take those roundabout skills and also that subject matter expertise to fulfill the need of what the organization was looking for and why they were hiring. So um, coming in and having the understanding of the audience we were talking to, right? So they're hiring recruiters to talk to recruiters and enable them how to use this better. But also at the same time, not the end user itself who's using the product, but why does it matter for the buyer, right? Why does it matter for the purchaser, for the organizational leader who was ever making that decision? Um, and having that understanding of, again, in like corporate America, we call it like red tape or whatever it is to, to get these deals done and the process in order for um, a deal to work through. Having that understanding that in order for there to be value, these are the things we need to stake on, right? How do we how do we put these in the ground to like mark so that we can come back to them and say, at this point in time, there's this many hires or this time to fill a role or cost to fill a role. And then in 
three months or six months and having that understanding to be able to have those conversations versus just, oh, this is how you use the tool. Right? Like you can, you can train anyone to like show a deck. Um, it's really understanding the so what. The so what of how does that impact their business? How does that impact their use case? How will that come back in a year if it's a year um, program? or product that they're purchasing so that there's, again, I come back to this word of value so that they want to buy it again. And more importantly, they want to use it more and likely hopefully buy more as well. Um, that's like a big key to understand in that process. And then one more thought, thought that I have there as well is um, without understanding the product fully you can't really understand the integration of it and when i say integration of how does this product work within that organization itself um people use a product i had used linkedin but i was like oh i'm a great linkedin user and then i went to the organization and i was like oh my god i don't know anything here um i had to take a step back and lower my expectations of i'm great i know i know what i'm doing here i'm the best linkedin recruiter there is i wasn't um, I learned, I asked questions, I figured out the product, I tested it, I listened to the customer, made the product better, took it back to our product team. So it's like a give or take in that situation as well. Yeah, Sam, you've uh, you've uncovered some stuff that we've also been uncovering with, with a few of the podcasts so far of transferable skills, good communication from educators looking into ed tech, uh, communication, knowing the product as several of them do because they do use ed tech. Um, Eileen, I was kind of curious on your end, you know, why so much CS? We got into, you know, what type of, of role or what type of organization, but kind of curious for you, if you want to elaborate a little bit of what really, you know, ignites you about CS and why do you feel like CS is, is a passion Ooh, for you? Tough one. <laughs> All right. Um... I think it's what he, the paint, the picture he just painted. I mean, that, there are so many correlations between what he just said and what I already do. Um, I have to convince students daily. So what, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and teach and, and convince them, sell them on the value of whatever the, the lesson objective is. I am a subject matter expert, you know, um, of the, of the curriculum and of my students. So it's it's becoming a product expert, but also becoming an expert in who who is um, the ideal customer profile for that product or service. It's asking those questions. It's testing things out. It's listening, um, and then re you know iterations and, and improvement cycles. All all those things I do, and I get a great deal of um, personal satisfaction out of coming alongside of. Um, people and helping them through that journey and helping them achieve um, their stated um, goals and, and uh, outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, that, that's a great response. I feel like the first step for a lot of transitioning teachers is a kind of figure out what type of role you have you have a deep interest in. So um, great that you've done your, your homework there and that you're passionate about CS. 
maybe Sam on your end, if you want to add in here, you know, you've interviewed, you've hired folks for CS. What do you look for out of candidates when they're interviewing and, and speaking with you on an interview? Um, that's a great question. We hire a lot of different roles and backgrounds um, and, and all of my, you know, companies and organizations that we've worked for, I've worked for. Um, I think the key that always highlights a candidate for me is do they really understand what they, what we do, right? It's, it's one thing to look on the company website or the LinkedIn page and be like, oh yeah, Slack, I, I use it. Um, I'm super impressed when someone comes to the table and says like, I've researched or I've seen your team and you're lacking this skill. And this is what I bring to the table. And more so, I've seen that your growth has been in these trajectories or these industries, and I have experience in those. And this is what I bring to the table. Um, it's taking it to that next level of subject matter expertise, right? They get it. Um, but I also, at the same time, especially when someone doesn't have CS experience, and again, this has been more in the uh, startup, true startup world, the, the opportunities I did in between LinkedIn and Slack, when someone was trying to break into a CS role who never had it, um, I liked, I, I personally enjoy, and I know other people do as well, is aligned to the factor of being hungry, right? And when I say hungry, I don't mean like, I'll do anything, but almost to the sense of, I want to get in the door here. I want to learn. And it may not be the first job you want sometimes, right? And that's, I think, the most important thing is um, these are the skills that I believe I have, and I believe that I'm the right fit for this customer success specialist role. Um, mm -hmm. But in addition to that, I'm open to learning. Right? And the best way you learn sometimes is taking, especially if it's a new opportunity or a new role or a new uh, focus, is like getting in from the ground, right? Taking the role that maybe isn't what you thought. Um, making the phone calls, right? The outbound calls so you learn what the customer reaction is when you're talking about a product that they may need, but they may not want, right? They don't know that they need it. Um, how do you change that conversation point to, we call it like hooking the customer, right? How do you hook the customers so that you understand their needs or that you're not just considered a telemarketer, right? There's a clear difference between someone who's just calling, right? Or someone who's taken the time to call and done their research of this many schools in your district, this many students in your district, similar, or, you know, we call it similar organizations, similar school districts, have used this and they've found, right? That's what makes my light bulb go off of like, all right, this person is not just calling, right? They're not just emailing. They've done their research here. And it makes me think about it a little bit differently. So um, to your point, Rob, it's uh, I always look for the individual that's like, I, this is what I want. This is my goal. But I'm willing to do what I can to get to that point. And if you don't think that that's the right role for me, that's okay. I, this is my goal. I want to get to that point. I want you to hire me for this role, 
but I'm open to your suggestions here as well. And if the person says, mm-hmm. okay, that's great. I, I think that, that'd be a great fit for you over time, but I want you to really learn our, our selling strategy here. Um, I think you should be like this role. And if the person has opened to that conversation already, amazing. And if they haven't, and we approach them about it, it's like, well, we're not really sure. You don't know what the differences between customer success and sales is. Like maybe you're a better fit for a sales position or a business development representative. Like let's try. Let's do it for six months in business development and six months in CS and see which one you like better. The people that I find the most valuable that are hungry are like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'd love to learn both. Right. That's someone who's like, you want to hire on your team who's gonna dedicate themselves and do the best that they can do because sometimes you just don't know. You like mm-hmm. you, you think you know you want customer success. Everyone's talking about customer success, but that's because it's like the hot topic. It might not be right. customer success. It might be something else in that world. And it's funny. I mean, it I looks actually, like you. Uh... I was about to say. I was about to bring on Eileen for questions. Yeah, real quick. Like Eileen has so something to say. So Eileen, do you want to hop development? on? Uh, specialist versus a, a sales development is that the same thing um great great question um it looks like rob has, has an answer it and i don't know within the like a tech world or how that might be answered but usually um business development they're in the same line sometimes it's like size of accounts um that are called upon in different ways business development is uh, usually we have a footprint in their organization and we're like expanding it. Um, usually that falls within customer success. Sometimes you bring in a business development representative. It depends on the size of, of the company and the team. Um, I don't know specifically, Rob, if you have like an answer within this. Yeah, typically for, for ed tech, it's, it's generally the same type of, of role, which is that door opening role. Uh, that involves outbounding to typically prospect accounts, which are accounts that aren't technically customers, obviously, but um, there could be some partnership with customer success to, to do some type of outbound uh, work. Um, but generally it's that BDR for short, SDR for short, outbounding to cold accounts or, or non-customers for sales. Um, Sam and I have talked a few times about you know, how it might be smart on transitioning teachers to take on a role that is open at a company you're passionate about. It may not be CS, but you could also foot in the door and then transition over to CS if there's something that opens up. Uh, or you may find that you love sales. This is what happened to me when I transitioned. I always had CS in mind and I took on a role that was mostly door opening for sales and got in and experienced it and I've been growing ever since at a really fast pace and I love it and right now I can't picture going over to CS. Um, we're not looking to sway that your, your decisions or anything like that, but giving some background and experience that I've gone through. Well, I, I, I think it's such an important um, point though. I got started in ed tech and customer service and now marketing. So you never know where you'll end up um, is how I always put it. And you'll end up where you're happy. And for me, that was marketing. Um, But Eileen, for the last part of this interview, I really wanted to give you the space to ask Sam questions because he is a leader in CS and that's really where you want to go. And so 
I was wondering if you had a question for him just that could help you in terms of your career well, first growth, I want to say um, Sam, thank you for taking my time taking time to answer my questions and I really appreciate your casting a vision of you know giving uh, you know candidates the opportunity to come in and and try you know try this for six months and, and then we'll try this for six months that I you know I got no that sounds great to me <laughs> and like you said um, you know uh, I think part of the, what's driving so much interest, especially from educators to customer success, is those correlations that I already highlighted. And, you know, so um, from the educator perspective, it's a little bit of an easier um, shift, you know. So from them, as far as from, you know, I'm edu- educating students now, I'm educating customers, kind of a, a, of a <laughs> mental shift but um yeah i do have some questions i so who who are your um who do you follow or read in the cs world who are your icons for lack of a better word i'm just so glad you asked this question no one's asked a question like this and that's the type of question i would ask so anyways answer sam but that's such a good question um so that's a that's a good question um i think there's a lot of there's a lot of noise uh, and I'm very real here. Like I, I can sugarcoat things as needed, but I think there's a lot of noise in CS in general. Um, I personally like individuals that come from industry that have uh, built things. Um, there's a book that I always refer back to. I think it's called like farm. Don't hunt. I think his name is guy. First name is guy. Oh, not now your question is, making the question this um there's a difference right in cs there's a difference between like consultative selling and selling right and if a customer feels that you're selling they're not going to be as open to allowing you to be a consultant right and uh, i know i'm not like answering a question because there's not uh, a specific like go-to that I have. There's a lot of different resources. Um, but the ones that I try to emulate and follow the most are the ones that I, for me, are the ones that I've like built something, um, built a program, built a team, um, built an organization from the start. And like, that's, I'm a builder by design um, of how I've been over the past 10 years. And I find the most value in like writers and books and um, newsletters and everything that comes out in the CS world um, from those versus the, I'm going to call it like the conglomerates of read this article written by someone who thinks they know CS. Are there a couple names that just Um, come to your mind when you're, when you're describing who, who these people are? Um, or names you, of those newsletters. What's that? I'm sorry. That are names of the newsletters that you subscribe to. I'm a huge fan of oh, newsletters. My inbox. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a CS. Um, it's like a, a true CS newsletter that that I'm on. I'm gonna try and find the name now. Um, there's one which is like it's considered modern sales pros. Again, it's much more sales driven. Um, 
clicking a second here. I don't want to misstate it. Thank you for the very, very, I ne never have heard of this question before too. So like good on you for asking this. Um, I should know it. I like read it all the time and I can't find the name of it. Uh... Let me, let me highlight a couple things while Sam's looking this up. Um, Sam, you've mentioned sales a few times in this conversation that's focused on CS. I, I think where I see a correlation for you, Eileen, is to also start to think about sales, not just from like, I want to jump into a role like that, but how true sales, good sales is, like Sam said, consultative and you're helping. At the end of the day, you're helping someone solve a problem. And I think that's really a big takeaway when it comes from CS to learning from sales and why folks adopted a platform. What's the problem they're looking to solve? And it all comes full circle back to that question and that answer. Um, number two, second observation I had before with Sam's response on what he looks for in an interview, a lot of the responses I feel are bolder than most transitioning teachers are used to in the education market. And that's just my, my perspective, but I feel like a lot of interviews that I've been on as an educator, I, I just don't know if they get to a boldness level that the private sector is, is asking for and is wanting and giving credit to. So here's your shortcomings as a organization. Here's how I'm looking to fix that problem. I mean, that's a bold statement. Um, so that that's a takeaway for me. Maybe Eileen, maybe that was a takeaway for you as well. Um, thanks for the cover there, Rob, too, and, and, and great points. Um, Eileen, the, the one that I found is it's called Modern CS. Um, it's a, I, I think it's actually invite only. <laughs> invite only um, to make sure it's actually CS people and not salespeople. Um, how I got invited to it, I have no idea, but I've been in it for eight years now. But I found my my welcome email. Again, talk about email, I have no, no idea how I got into this, but I was uh, included into it. But yeah, it's called Modern CS um, is the one newsletter that I really like. And then to go back on the question from before about the book, um, the book that I always refer back to is this book called it's called Farm, Don't Hunt, uh, The Definition Guide to Customer Success. Um, and it's a really great book, um, especially for those like trying to break down the intellectual like understanding of CS and like the theory, um, actionable advice. It's helped, I think, people that have been in CS just like understand that concept better. Um, but at the same time, as Rob discussed too, there is a level of hunting or sales in CS that most people don't really know, right? And they feel like it's the advisement or the consulting always. There's definitely a level of sales, right? And cross-sell, upsell comes into place with CS majority of the time where if you think about it right, and if I'm understanding this correctly, especially within, you know, the education system, like we're trying to expand this product within the, like, not just the school itself or like the district, right? So there's, there's an expand, we call it land and expand. Usually um, Rob, the sales guy goes and gets this school or this department to use it. And now it's my job to make sure that they're using it, finding value, but also we want to make sure the whole school is using it or the whole district is using it. And there's a sales component to that, right? So 
understanding the differences between when to pull the triggers of the sales conversation versus the, let me build this relationship consultative with you is a fine line. And like I said, if a customer senses that you're selling to them, they like, they pull back. Um, but if they know that you're being consultative and you're asking for the right reasons, they're more likely to help you understand their business, which then can help you sell to them. And it goes hand in hand. So, um, yes, thank you so much. Hopefully that's helpful. Yes, yeah, Sam, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. And, um, thank you both for, for joining us today. Um, Anna, if you want to do your, your close. Yeah, no, I really appreciated this conversation. I feel like I always say it that I learned a lot, but I really do each time, especially because again, like I'm not in that customer success side. I work with customer success managers as a marketer and we help with some of those landed expand initiatives, but I'm definitely not in those calls. So I really just want to thank both of you for your time. I'm going to get that book too. So, um, but Sam, where can the listeners find you if they're interested in learning more? Um, don't email me. I won't respond. Um, no. big, big, uh, biggest takeaway from this call. Don't email Sam. Don't, don't email, don't email Sam. Um, no, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, there are more than one. There are, is more than one Sam Moravati. I am not the Sam Moravati and I believe he's in Toronto. Um, I'm in the greater New York city area. I work for Slack, AKA Salesforce now. Um, Best, we'll best place link. Yeah, we'll include the link for them to click on your LinkedIn so that way they get the right one. What about you, Eileen? If there's a transitioning teacher who's also looking into yes, CS, absolutely. you're and always on give LinkedIn. A shout Is that out a good to place my two little freelancing you? things that I'm doing Preceptor Connector. And I'm using Slack pretty heavily in my other role with Brand 30, Brand 30, Brand 30 with, with, yes. with Andrew Meborn. So checks, checks in the mail. my contact. The, the reason mail. why my I contact I post as much as I do is because of Andrew. So and then I pit and then I pitched him how he why he needed me. He's a here we go. <laughs> See, I already closed the sale. I already, I already closed the sale. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Good for you. I love it. I love that hustle. I need to be bolder like that. That's awesome. And maybe we can do like, you guys can do something with Slack there and brand 30. That would be fun. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. It was such a pleasure getting to talk to you. 